Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, I am re-recording this video. I'm sorry about the interruption of the previous video, but second time is a charm. Um, I wanted to hop on today because I've been thinking a lot about why some people seem to get so lucky in love and other people struggle. And this, like you might know someone, you might have like a really great friend who's beautiful, accomplished, intelligent, and you think she's just awesome. And why isn't she finding a wonderful partner? Or you might know somebody who's just super lovable, but they have incredible conflicts with their spouse or their partner, like, um, you know, can't seem to meet their partner's needs or whatever. And this is, I just want to share with you a little bit about what I've learned over the past, I don't know, 10, I was a psychiatrist for about a decade and a half. I have been a coach for about two years now, a dating and relationship coach. And there's a difference between people who seem to be unlucky in love and people who are lucky in love. And the difference isn't about their looks because we all know some gorgeous people who are not lucky in love. It's not about their accomplishments or their income. We know people who have great jobs and make lots of money and are still having like rocky marriages or can't find a partner. And the difference isn't even their personality because, you know, they're perfectly lovable people and we enjoy being around them. So what gives? What's this all about? And what I've discovered is that the so-called unlucky people have three things that lucky people don't have. The first thing they have is a very deep-seated fear that they're unlovable. And it's so deeply buried, they may not even know they have that fear. But it's underneath there, and it's sort of guiding their behaviors. And I'm going to talk about what that looks like in a few minutes, so just hang tight with me. They also have a slightly less deep belief that they're unworthy. They don't believe they're worthy of the kinds of treatment that they prefer. They don't believe they're worthy of having their needs met. They kind of think they're being a little extra if they ask for what they really need. And the third thing they have, which makes total sense based on this fear and this belief is that they're unwilling to be vulnerable because they're so afraid they're not lovable and they believe that they're unworthy, they don't want to be vulnerable or let you see deep inside them because they're really afraid you're not going to love them if you see who they really are. So they spend a lot of time trying to cover this up, hide these fears and beliefs, and most sadly of all, they often hide these beliefs from themselves. So there's no hiding it, unfortunately, um, and the wrong sorts of people can totally pick up on those fears and those beliefs. And that's why people are unlucky in love because when you're walking around trying not to be vulnerable, hiding your, you know, really trying to be invulnerable, hiding the fact that you're afraid you're unlovable, hiding your fear that no one will ever love you, hiding that belief that you're unworthy, the wrong sorts of people see you as an easy victim. So let me tell you a little bit about what this looks like. 
So we're going to talk about lucky person A as the first example, because this person knows they're lovable and they know they're completely worthy of being treated well, and they're not at all trying to be invulnerable. Say they go on a date with someone who's emotionally unavailable. Maybe this person's great in a million ways. Maybe they share values, they share interests, blah, blah, blah. But this person's emotionally unavailable. Lucky person A is going to spot that immediately. And they're going to say, hmm, that person, they just, they're emotionally unavailable. I'm not interested. And they don't go on a second date with them. And in fact, they might even sort of end the first date kind of early and, you know, be done because they realize this person just isn't available for connection. Lucky person A might go to a bar and get hit on by some Yahoo, but they don't even hide their disgust. They don't, they know they deserve better treatment. They know this person is, you know, coming on to them in a way that is beneath them and they don't engage this person. They don't placate this person. They don't feel bad about insisting on better treatment. The, the Yahoo just wanders off. The Yahoo is not getting any engagement, not getting anything they want. And they wander off from lucky person A because lucky person A knows they're worth more and they don't engage when people don't approach them the right way. Now, take another lucky person A has a fantastic wife who wants closer connection. Lucky person A willingly will get vulnerable, make time for their wife and offer their wife the love and the closeness that she needs. His fantastic wife is then happy, gets her needs met, and they're having a pretty happy marriage. Unlucky person B, on the other hand, completely, they go on the date with the same good-looking, accomplished, but emotionally unavailable person that lucky person A went on a date with. But unlucky person B says, oh, they're not interested in me. I have to earn their attention. I have to earn their love because I'm not really worthy at love. And instead of ending that date, they go on a second date. They really want another shot to prove that they're worthy of this un unavailable person. They don't recognize that they're completely worthy. And this other person is just emotionally unavailable. So they get really sucked in by that. Unlucky person B, say they go to the same bar same night that lucky person A is there, same Yahoo hits on them because that's what that Yahoo is all about. They get flattered by the attention. Someone's realized that they're special. That's great. I never get treated like I'm special. I don't even know I'm special. That's so sweet. And I can't set a boundary because, oh my gosh, the other person might get their feelings hurt. I have to accommodate them because if I'm not perfectly pleasing at all times, I'm unworthy. So they have to placate, they have to make nice, they have to go along to get along, and the Yahoo hangs around. Unlucky person B has a fantastic wife who wants a closer connection, but unlucky person B is afraid that if their wife really sees them, she'll leave. If their wife really gets, you know, a clear view of this unlovable, unworthy interior that they're trying to hide, their wife will leave. So you get afraid. An unlucky person B will hide their vulnerability. They're going to work overtime. They're going to watch TV. They're going to zone out with video games. They're going to have meetings. They're going to keep things light and superficial. Their fantastic wife, unlucky person B, their fantastic wife is dissatisfied. She might be on her way out the door even. So 
yeah, there's a big difference. And underneath it, there's this fear of being unlovable and this belief that you're not worthy of the love that you really need and the love that you really crave. And it, this sounds like it's a big deal, right? It sounds like, oh, this should take massive excavation. People are hiding these fears. It's, you know, this must take years and years and years of, of in-depth treatment to get to the bottom of it. But to be honest, it doesn't really take that long. It takes a little bit of time to uncover it in coaching. But once someone identifies these beliefs or these fears, I'm right there handing them the tools they need to question those thoughts and support their fearful parts. I help them learn how to get self-led so that they can bring self-energy to the fearful parts, the, the parts that are afraid of being abandoned, the parts that are afraid that they're not going to get loved. I'm teaching them the skills they need to set clear boundaries about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And I'm setting that I'm helping them understand that they are worthy of having their needs met. So I'm helping them dismantle those beliefs as well. And they have those tools and they have those skills for the whole rest of their lives. And oddly enough, their luck changes. So as it, because as it turns out, it was never about luck to begin with. And I can give you an example of, um, you know, I reconnected with a former client not long ago and she was like, just like a jerk mad magnet before she came in for coaching. And she always had these, you know, awful kind of sleazy guys hitting on her when she was out with friends and she ended up with guys who cheated on her guys who had entire separate relationships that she didn't know anything about. Um, guys who were non-committal who couldn't bring themselves to come into this relationship with both feet. She did mindful dating first date out of the box. After she's done with mindful dating, she meets someone really amazing. Who's emotionally available, shares her values, all the things that her old, you know, former boyfriends used to complain about are things he loves about her. Like they didn't love her, um, her strength, her ambition, her intelligence. She always felt she had to play small around them. She's done with mindful dating. She's out there being her big ass, amazing self. And she's finding people who love her exactly the way she is. So it wasn't about luck. It was really, really about these secret fears that were keeping her from being her biggest, best self, from setting the boundaries that she needed to set to assure that she got the treatment that met her needs. So I hope this was helpful for you. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. I know this might touch a few nerves for some people. So, um, if you want to get back to me in private comments or a private email, that's totally fine. You can message me. Um, I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say. And I do appreciate uh, those of you who message me privately or who um, respond, you know, email me and let me know what your thoughts are. That means a lot to me. Um, I do have a webinar coming up later this evening on Boundaries 101, Five Steps for Setting and Maintaining Healthy Boundaries. So if you are struggling with boundaries, please uh, drop me a message and I will get you the link so that you can register for that, even if you can't attend it. If you register, you'll get the playback link and you can watch it later on over the weekend. Um, that's all I have for you today. I hope you are having a wonderful week and that you ease into a beautiful weekend. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. 
Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.